Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Adam Tarno, joined as always by Todd Wagner. Hello, Adam. Hello, friends. All right, Todd, question today is this. How do I become a Christian? That is a great question. I love when my friends ask it um, because I think people genuinely want to know, how can I be sure? This is, by the way, the number one most often asked category of questions have to do with people's salvation. They want to know. Can I be sure of my salvation? So let's go back and look at some of the ones we've done. There'll be a link in the show notes of others that, about assurance of salvation. How can I know that I'm saved? What is the gospel? Some of these things are related, but let's just say you're at a place where you're saying, I'm ready. I'm ready to close the deal, to make that faith transaction where I have been delivered from my sin. How's one do that? Well. Um, here's what the scripture says. Let me just start with this. We're going to unpack it because I think people know some of these verses. Um, but Romans 10, 9 and 10 says this. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you'll be saved. It goes on to say because by where the heart man believes resulting in righteousness with the mouth man confesses resulting in salvation. But it's important that you understand you don't become a Christian just because you pass a true false test. Right? This is not a, a propositional statement that you agree with. It's a personal relationship you enter into where you move towards God in humility and dependence. It says the reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. And the life that you get when you're reacquainted to God. Okay, It happens by grace, through faith, not of yourselves, not a result of works, so that no man can boast. Okay, Romans 5.1 says this, having been justified by faith, the word justified means made righteous, declared righteous, we have peace with God. So you have faith in what? Well, Jesus says this in John 5.24, truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my voice and believes him who sent me. In other words, you hear what I'm saying about who God is and you believe that God sent me and what he says, which is that I am going to be the means through which men is reconciled to you. It says you, you will be saved. You do not come into judgment, but you pass out of death and into life. But a lot of people, Adam, I, I really want to tell you, you, people miss heaven a lot of times by 18 inches. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, um, they embrace this idea that there's a, a Jesus who lived, who was crucified, who was dead, buried, raised on the third day. Um, God declared with power he's the son of God, they would say, I'm all that. I'm no longer an agnostic. I'm not an atheist. I'm not a Muslim. I'm not Buddhist. I'm not Hindu. I'm not some schism and perversion of uh, the Judeo-Christian story. I believe that story of who Jesus is. But believing that story, it, it does mean that you have um, entered into a trust relationship with him. So an analogy I love to give. Uh, let's just for a second assume that I'm not on the chair. I mean, I, I almost should probably get out of it, but I just say to you, hey, Adam, do you believe that this is a chair? Yes. Do you believe that this chair could hold you if you sat in it? Yes. And then I would say to you, if I got out of this chair, say, Adam, is this chair currently providing you rest? All right. And, and are you trusting in it? You'd say, no, I'm not. Why? Because you're trusting either if you're standing in your legs, yeah. right? You're trusting in that chair. And the way you really believe in this chair as the means of ultimate rest is that you would get up and you would sit, right? Now, I'm in it, so you don't need to sit in my lap, but you would get the point that there's an empty chair there, and that chair represents the finished work of Jesus Christ. There needs to become a moment where you say, that's my provision. It's not a provision. It's not a chair. It's not a means of rest. It's my means of rest. Yeah. And so that's really what the scriptures that I've already quoted are talking about, um, that you move and you make that faith transaction. It, it becomes a place where you no longer say, 
uh, a misquoting of Psalm 23, which just says, the Lord is a shepherd. It doesn't say that. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, right? He's the one who's delivered me, okay? And so uh, you become a Christian at the moment that you genuinely believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. Now, I wanna say this. You're saved by grace through faith alone, but the scriptures are really clear that the faith which saves is never alone. It's always accompanied by, okay, um, a transformed heart and a person who no longer leans on their own understanding. The one who says that Jesus is Lord, he's good, a good shepherd, begins to follow him. And so if you say that Christ is God and he is good and you want a relationship with him and you never follow him, you never bear any fruit in keeping with repentance from depending upon yourself, it does call into question as to whether or not you really did anything. Right. Now, God's going to figure that out. So let me just say this. Salvation is what we're talking about here. How you become a Christian, you become justified at the moment that you genuinely have trusted in Jesus and have made him the provision for your sins. But then sanctification, you become more Christ-like, which is different than becoming a Christian. Right. You become more Christ-like as you abide with Jesus and walk with Jesus. And a person has no desire to remain with their Savior and to follow him as their Lord, that begs into question whether or not they really have trusted in him genuinely in the first place. Yeah. And so uh, becoming a Christian doesn't mean you're completely Christ-like. That happens in an ongoing process throughout the rest, rest of your life. But there has to be a moment when you clearly say, I am trusting in Jesus. I'm a sinner. Jesus would say it this way. You've got to be poor in spirit. You've got to know that there's nothing in of yourself that would ever make you righteous in God's eyes. You've got to be mourned, brokenhearted over your sin. Right. You're going to find comfort if you come weary and heavy laden. And it goes on to say, I'm going to be then meek. I'm going to be a person who, who lets God, if you will, um, guide and control my life. Okay, They're going to inherit all that God intends for them on the earth. And Jesus says that person also will hunger and thirst after righteousness. In other words, they'll want more of me and they will be satisfied because I alone can provide them what they're looking for. So I hope that's helpful. We, we, we ask two diagnostic questions. I want to say this here, yeah. you know, sometimes. I think we just like to ask people, um, hey, are you at a point in your spiritual life where if you died today, you'd know, you know you'd go to heaven? And sometimes people try and be humble and they go, I don't know, maybe. And so then we like to say, well, hey, on a scale of one to 10, right, how sure are you? And most people, again, trying to be humble, um, because God's opposed to the proud, because grace of the humble, they'll say seven or eight, and you ask them why, they say, well, because I'm doing the best I can. You haven't become a Christian if that's your answer. Yeah. Jesus didn't die for 70% or 80% of your sins so that you could try and complete his finished work. If you don't say, yeah, I'm certain I'm going to heaven, and I'm a 10, and then follow it up with, because I'm not trusting in me, all I'm trusting in is what God said I need to trust in, in my poor in spirit, mourning my sin, okay, uh, life that desires more of him. I know I'm saved because of God's provision for me, and it's Christ alone that is the means of my salvation. That's how you become a Christian. And then, Christian, make sure you become more Christ-like as you abide with him, assimilate into his family, and yield to his spirit. That's great. Great answer, Todd. Well, be sure to check on the show notes or click on the show notes to see some of the other links that he was talking about. Thanks so much for watching, and we'll talk to you again next week.